Good morning, Maranatha. It's time for Sunday a Morning Alive right here on our website. I'm Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. We welcome our congregation right here in Tampa, Florida. We're looking forward uh, to getting the go-ahead from from the uh, the people who who own the building that we are meeting in, that we can meet again, listening every single day uh, to our governor of our state, to our county commissioners and and the team that is together, and as soon as they give the go-ahead, uh, we are ready, and <laughs> we are raring, hallelujah, to get together again, worship God together again, in spirit and in truth, and in the unity of the body of Christ right here, amen. And to you that are part of our internet congregation, we welcome you today, and we pray that wherever you are in America, wherever you are in the world, that God will bless you, that God will keep you. <laughs> I love that blessing in the old covenant. He make His face to shine upon you, lift His countenance upon you, smile upon you, and give you peace. Praise God. Well, this is how we're opening our morning service today and bringing you a message from the Word of God. And the message we're bringing today is titled, Prisoners of Hope. Prisoners of Hope. We're going to read in just a moment from Zechariah chapter 9 and verse 12. Zechariah chapter 9 and verse 12 on the subject, Becoming a Prisoner of Hope. Hallelujah. I hope, <laughs> see I'm full of that hope today, so I'm hoping that you will become a prisoner of hope. I prayed at a pastor's breakfast a couple of weeks ago where we meet together, have been for about eight years. And when I began to pray, I felt a moving of the Holy Spirit. And I felt like He wanted to speak to us all. And I remember in the course of the prayer, I said, Lord, make us prisoners of hope that we might become ministers of hope proclaimers of hope, preachers of hope, especially right here, right now, in the circumstances we are in here in North America, in the United States. And I believe that there's an anointing to bring a message of counsel and comfort from the Word of God. I believe God wants us to find our rest in Him because we have put our hope and trust in Him and Him alone. Amen. So this is where we're going to begin to read today. Zechariah 9 and verse 12. And it begins with this. Return to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. Return to the stronghold. Amen. You know, the Scripture speaks of God as a stronghold in the day of trouble. In the book of Nahum, chapter 1 and verse 7, amen. It, it, and Nahum, by the way, means comforter. His words were to counsel Israel. Uh, there was a lot of things wrong, but he said, if you'll get back to God, you're coming back to a stronghold where you can find safety and peace and forgiveness and pardon. Praise God. Amen. The Lord is good, he declared. A stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knows them 
that trust in Him. Praise God. It's not just knowing that we're trusting. It's being able, because of that trust, to cherish us, to hold us close to Himself. Amen. And give us that sense of being provided for and protected by a wonderful, wonderful, caring God. Amen. That's when peace really begins to take precedence over top uh, of, of all of the things that would cause us anxiety and worry and trepidation and fear. Amen. Return to the stronghold. This stronghold for me is a stronghold of hope. You prisoners, because I'm a prisoner of hope. Hallelujah. Even today, he says, I declare, I will restore double unto you. I will restore double unto you. Someone preached a message that He'll give you double for your trouble if you return to Him. Even if the devil is the one that robbed you and your own foolishness opened the door for Him, if you return to Him, He will restore unto you. And He says, I'm not just going to give you back what you lost. I'm going to give you back double what you lost. And I love what it says in the book of Job, the last chapter, chapter 42 and verse 10. Hallelujah. Amen. It said, And the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. Indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Hallelujah. And in verse 12, it said, Now the Lord blessed the latter days of Job more than his beginning. Amen. God is a gracious God, and He's a God of restoration. That's why when I preach repentance, I do it with a positive attitude. Because I know when there's true repentance, there's going to be true pardon and forgiveness. And when God pardons us and we're reconciled unto Him, He restores. He actually told Israel in the book of Joel, I will restore unto you the the years, double, plural, I will do it double, plural, amen, that the caterpillar, the canker worm, and the palmer worm, and the locust have eaten those years of devastation. I will give you double. I will restore. Why? Because I'm going to do something double again. Amen. I'm going to send the former and the latter rain in one season. Amen. I'm going to give you double, the, the not the torrential rains that wash away the topsoil, but these soaking rains that cause the crops to grow double. Praise God. This is why I'm, I'm not just optimistic today. I'm hopeful in God. Optimism is hoping for the best with no basis for that hope. We are, we are believing God for the best and the basis for our hope is because God is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and He knows them. He cherishes them that put their trust in Him. So what does it mean to be a prisoner? You know, you can become a prisoner of fear. The New Testament says in 1 John that, that fear hath torment. And that word torment in the Greek means penal imprisonment. It means we're put in jail to be punished. Fear hath torment, but perfect love cast out all fear. 
That's what Paul was telling Timothy, wasn't it? When he was in despair and discouraged and gifts that God had granted him were laying dormant in him. He said, stir up the gift that is in you. That means to fan into flame a fire that threatens to go out because of neglect. It is one word in the Greek that means that, that connotates that. And discouragement will bring us into that place where, where we become stagnant in our walk with God, in our spirit, our vision is, is, is broken. And we, we can't see God's purpose for our life. We can't see the people that need to hear our testimony around us. God wants us to become prisoners of hope today so that we can be ready to give an answer to all men for the reason of the hope that is in us, instant in season, out of season, because people notice when you and I walk with hearts filled with trust and holy anticipation of future good. Amen. It sets us apart from the world around us. Amen. What does it mean to be a prisoner? To be imprisoned is to be constrained under the authority, someone has said, of another. Isn't that true? Satan has many people in his prison house. And Jesus came to set the captive free. Hey man, to loose the bonds. Hallelujah. Many of us have not had this experience. Some of us may have been to jail. Some of us as Christians may go to jail, not for wrong things, but for right things someday. But this is a condition in which we are confined to a specified area with fixed boundaries and set rules. Amen. While most of us have experienced unwanted constraints in our life, we don't know what it's like to live imprisoned every day unless we are without God and without hope in this present world. Because there is a, there is a prison of fear that will keep people in the darkness and in despair. And it will keep them locked in to alcoholism. It will keep them locked in to drug abuse. It will keep them locked in to all kinds of behaviors that will allow the enemy to gain an advantage over them. The prophet Zechariah was called to remind God's people to center their hope in their relationship with God. In particular, their trust relationship with God. Among the message he brings is this message of hope and restoration. Return to the, the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. God is saying to His people, return to the place where your boundaries are set by hope instead of fear. And hope alone. Praise God. You see, being a prisoner of hope means that when we begin to lose hope, we feel strange. We feel away from home. We feel out of our element. A stronghold is a fortress, on the other hand, meant to be impenetrable by opposing forces. This is the invitation of God. Enter the stronghold of hope in me that cannot be breached. See, being a prisoner of hope is, is a self-imposed condition. We have to choose to trust in Him. And if you trust in Him, you can never be helpless, and therefore you will never be 
hopeless. Hallelujah. Our hope is built on Christ and not any circumstance or event that may be occurring in the moment. I love the song that said our hope is built in nothing less than Jesus' love and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly trust on Jesus' name, on Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground, all other ground. Are we discovering that right now, even as Christians, that are, you may have lost a job and you don't know where you're going to go to work and how you're going to make it? Well, it was sinking sand anyway. Amen. You couldn't expect it to stand up under this kind of shaking. All other ground than God is sinking sand. God will open a job to you. And you know what I'm, I'm, I'm excited about, even enthused about, even if you lose a job? He said, I'm not going to just bless you again, give you back what you lost. I'm going to restore double to you. <laughs> Grace is amazing, friend. God's grace is absolutely amazing. Praise the Lord. Amen. Listen, our hope is built on Jesus Christ. The new covenant says, looking unto Jesus, who is the author, the finisher of our faith. Amen. The stronghold is composed of the goodness of God, the truth of His love for us in Christ, and the assurance that our life in Him will be an abundant life. Not because of all the things that we possess, but the person who possesses us and whom we can possess and call our God, our Savior. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. If these boundaries are not set in place in our hearts, then the stronghold is not going to hold. Amen. L listen to what happens when we're just playing church, when we're not really, truly trusting in God. And, and let, me, let me read it from the book of Isaiah. You'll get this. Isaiah chapter 33, beginning with verse 14 through verse 16. The sinners in Zion are afraid. Fearfulness hath seized the hypocrites. Who among us shall dwell with the devouring fire? Who among us shall dwell with everlasting burnings? Who, he who walks righteously. <laughs> it's a rhetorical question. It's going to be answered here. This, the, the hypocrite is saying, you know, I'm just, I, I don't really know God or trust God. I'm a tear among the wheat. They don't acknowledge it, but they are. Amen. If you're playing church, you're just as you're just as absolutely apprehensive and fearful as the world. You fit into the same category without hope and without God in this present world. It's hope in the midst of these kind of shakings that set you apart, sets me apart as a true child of the King with trust in Him. I've returned. I, I tell you, <laughs> Brother David Hobbs used to, a, a man that you probably don't know, but our people know and we've known for years. He used to sing a song that I, he getting, he getting up there like me that he's forgotten. Amen. But he used to sing it and I would get shivers up and down my spine. Goose pimples on my goose pimples. <laughs> Hallelujah. We have returned to the God of our fathers. We have returned to the God 
of our fathers. We return to faith in Him. We return to trust in Him. We return to hope in Him. We return to reverence for Him. We return to giving heed to His Word in our life. And we become prisoners of hope. Praise God. Hallelujah. The stronghold is truly composed of the goodness and the grace and the mercies of God. Hallelujah. The preaching of hope is always an inside job. We create the breach through which discouragement and disappointment and discouragement enters when we partner with the enemy of our soul. Now, you and I wouldn't do that knowingly in the sense of, of making a conscious decision to do that. But when I feel unloved, I feel uh, God isn't listening, I feel that through the circumstances God is, is not going to help me, and I'm wore down, wore thin, wore out, I feel those feelings. And then the enemy comes along while I'm feeling what I'm feeling, and he begins to lie to me about God. Where is your God? Why isn't He helping you to get me to question His love and to give up on the hope that not only is God going to restore whatever the loss has been, for whatever reason, when I return to my stronghold, I want you to know the devil can't breach those walls within me. Praise God. And, and that's why He wants you and I to become and stay prisoners of hope in this world that's without God and without hope we better be ready to be a witness because the Bible said be instant out of season be ready to give an answer to all men for the reason of the hope that is in you I want to begin finish reading this amen who among us shall dwell with everlasting burnings he who walks righteously speaks uprightly he, do, he who despises the gain of oppressions, who gestures with his hands, refusing bribes, pushing somebody away. No, no, no. Who stops his ears from the hearing of bloodshed, who shuts his eyes from the seeing of evil. He will dwell on high. His place of defense shall be the fortress. There's that word, fortress, stronghold. His place of defense shall be the fortress of rocks. Bread will be given him. <laughs> Hallelujah. Didn't David say, I'm young and now I'm old? I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Listen, God's going to restore. Amen. God is going to restore. Hallelujah. And he's going to do it double. Praise God. Bread will be given him. His waters shall be sure. Your eyes now this is future, looking to the future and the future coming kingdom and the coming king, Jesus Christ, prophetically. Your eyes will see the king and his beauty. They will see the land that is very far off. Hallelujah. There are those in Zion that are afraid today. I'm, I, I, I practice all the things they tell me to do. I'm not going to be presumptuous, unwise, and foolish. But I am not in a prison of fear. I am in prison, however. But it's a prison of the glad and expectation of future good. <laughs> in fact, better than before. Glory to God. Come again. Come again. 
Hallelujah. Come again. And let's build the stronghold of hope by faith. Be imprisoned by the goodness of God and refuse to give up your position on the wall of hope. Hallelujah. You see, deferred hope will always seek to breach the stronghold. It's up to you and me on what foundation we will build. Because the foundation of God standeth sure, the Scripture said in the New Testament. Having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are His. Didn't Nahum say it? The ancient text, The Lord is good a stronghold in the day of trouble, and knoweth them that are His. See, God's love for us, God's grace flowing through Christ to us, God's eternal purpose for us is unshakable even in these shaky times. Praise God. Proverbs 13.12 says, Hope deferred maketh the heart sick. Hope deferred maketh the heart sick. And the term deferred in this passage means to put off or to drag out or, 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 like a long, drawn-out process. Amen. Hope deferred can look like many things, a prayer of salvation for a loved one that continues unanswered year after year. My son is with the Lord. I had the honor of hearing his testimony of faith before he went to be with God. My oldest son, Alan, is with the Lord. He got gloriously saved before he went home. (laughs) Hallelujah. And he went home in peace and anticipation of going home that he never had in all those years that I prayed for him. But I'm going to see him when I get to heaven. And I can't wait to see Jesus and to see my son and my daughter who died as a preemie and my dad and my mother and my grandpa and my grandma and my aunts and my uncles. Amen. I'm kind of getting like the last of the Mohegans. I'm getting down to the last of the Venables here. Amen. But that's okay because I know where my family is and most of them I led to the Lord. God gave me that privilege and what an honor. Hallelujah. Amen. As we eagerly hope for something, it keeps being postponed. The longing we feel to see this occur can make us heart sick. Amen. The word heart in the passage embodies not only the mental or emotional core of us, but the whole inward person, the spirit man. If something makes the heart sick, it causes despair. It causes absolute despair and discouragement. The Good News Translation renders this verse like this, When hope is crushed, the heart is crushed. Hope deferred can lead to depression and anxiety and actual physical sickness. When we wait for a good thing so long that we desire and expectation turns to hopelessness, we can become spiritually dried up and vulnerable to the enemy's attack. Amen. You see, we create that breach through which the enemy can get in. And he'll always seek to breach the stronghold. And we actually partner with the enemy when we agree with him, when he says what we're feeling and what we may be sensing, but what isn't absolutely actually true. 
You see, we don't look at the things which are seen. They're temporal, subject to change. But we look at the things which are unseen, for they are eternal. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You can't see God. Oh, but He is so very real. My brother and my sister. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible said, They that come to Him, in order for faith to exist, they that come to Him, Amen, must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. For faith is the substance, here's where hope comes in, of things hoped for. Hallelujah. And the evidence of things not seen. Glory to God. Friend of mine, looking through the eye of faith today, I see God at work. I see God bringing souls out of the kingdoms of darkness. This distraction of all of the pleasures of this world and the pressures of this world, these distractions in the lives of the people of this planet keeps them from thinking about eternal things and things of the Spirit and things of eternal value and eternal good. Amen. But I believe God is not just getting the attention of so many. I believe God has it. And I believe this is time to put in the sickle. I believe the harvest is ripe and ready to be brought in. Praise God. They used to sing it when evangelism was on the mind of all Christians bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves. We will come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves. Hallelujah. It's talking about being a, a warrior, a, a harvesting warrior, <laughs> going out and defeating the powers of darkness that we might spread the light of the glory of God in the face of Jesus and we might be bearers of the good news. When hope is crushed, the heart is crushed. Lamentations is, is Jeremiah preaches a lifetime. Israel does not turn. They do not repent. They are now going into captivity. And he said, when I consider all of this, the wormwood, wormwood, the bitterness, the bitterness. You know, there's an asteroid or a comet or there's some heavenly body going to strike the sea. In the book of Revelation, it's called Wormwood. Bitterness. And it's going to kill a third part of the sea. And, and, and Jeremiah says, When I consider the wormwood and the gall, my heart is humbled within me. And that word humbled in the Hebrew is not the virtue of humility that God honors and that we need. No, it's the word for crushed. That's what it is, heaviness in the heart. It's crushed. Amen. Hope deferred. Heaviness in the heart. Maketh it to stoop. Ah, oh, friend. But a good word. A good word maketh it glad. That's why we're bringing you a good word today. Amen. God is a God of restoration. If we return to Him, what does He say He's going to do? He said, I'll return to you. And not only will I return to you, <laughs> amen, but I, I, I'm, I'm going to because you are a prisoner of hope and you haven't given up on me. I'm not going to give up on you. Praise God. And I'm going to restore 
what the enemy has taken. In fact, I'm going to double whatever he stole from you because I love you and I want to bless you. Praise God, a good word will make it glad today. And I want to be one of those prisoners of hope so that I can be a proclaimer of hope, a preacher of hope, and live a life of hope in the midst of all of this despair and depression that people may know, amen, that there is a God that loves His people and a people who loves their God. And oh, what a difference it makes when we are not like others who have no hope. Today, if you're in a prison of fear, God wants you to change prisons. He don't want to just get you out of prison. He wants you to become a prisoner of hope. Because fear hath torment. And it said, He that feareth therefore is not perfected in love. For fear hath torment, but perfect love. Amen. Not your perfect love for God, but His perfect love for you. It cast out, not some, but it cast out all fear. Praise God. It cast out all fear. You can come out of that prison today if you are in that prison. And you can voluntarily check into another one. And it's a prison of hope. And the Bible said that tribulation, all of this trouble, worketh patience. And persistence and patience worketh experience. And experience worketh hope. And hope maketh not ashamed. Amen. One translation said, Hope will never fail him who walks out on it. Praise God. When we walk out upon where there's no no road and every step we take, there is a road. There's a, a breach where there's no bridge, but every step we take in hope becomes a bridge under our feet until we cross safely to the other side. Oh, friend of mine, God is calling His people to become prisoners of hope that we might become proclaimers of hope and how that hope is needed when everything else is shaken and all hope seems to be gone God remains God our our hope in ages past a mighty fortress is our God a bulwark never changing. Hallelujah. Well, I've enjoyed this time with you. I hope you've enjoyed spending time with us today. If you don't know Jesus as your Savior, the Bible said you're without God. And because of that, you're without hope in this present world. Don't run from Him. Don't run to drugs. They can't give you hope. Don't run to alcohol, sexual perversion. Don't try to inundate yourself with that that numbs your senses to the harsh realities of living in a faulty body in a fallen world. Don't despair. Hope in God. Hope in God. 
Become a prisoner of hope. Repent of your sin. And run to Him. And He'll welcome you with open arms and He will close those arms around you. And He'll hold you close and keep you safe for all eternity. Ah, it's been so good to share this time with you today. Come back next week for Sunday Morning Alive and come back this week for Let's Talk About Jesus and get some good news in Jesus' name.